Shabbat Shalom. Welcome to this podcast with me, Rabbi Neil James, a chance for us to reflect on life, Torah, a life fulfilled, a life with purpose, living well. And I was thinking about the fact that this is our first Torah portion of the year of the cycle of the reading of the Torah. It's Parashat Bereshit, the beginning, the seven days of creation, the Garden of Eden, the creation of Adam and Eve, the creation of the first human being, the story of Cain and Abel, and so on. It's a rich Torah portion containing so much in it that actually we could spend all year just talking about Parashat Bereshit, but obviously we can't. So I chose a reflection really a reflection based on my experience of the world around us today, the fact that we are faced with the rising numbers of coronavirus infections in the UK, that sense of anxiety that people are feeling in the world, things that are out of their control. Anxiety is often driven by things that we can't control and not knowing how to make sense of them and how to understand our place within them. And the rising numbers of coronavirus is something on the one hand we have some control over it because of course we have our own behaviors that we can manage and take care of and avoid coming into contact and if we're infected getting tested and so on and so forth all the sensible things but on the other hand the fact that this contagion is out there that we can't see it but yet we can be infected by it in such uh easy ways and that we also are not in control of how the government responds to that puts us in a position where we might be feeling some anxiety and as I thought about this sense of loss of control I was reminded that uh, actually when I was out in the garden just now uh, just sorting out some of the autumnal jobs in the garden the weeding and so on thinking about the text that I'm teaching to rabbinic students at the moment from the Babylonian Talmud, Avodah Zarah, which describes Adam's anxiety. Adam Arashon, we're told. It's a wonderful text. In fact, the sages really are trying to understand where the festivals of Saturnalia and Calendar come from. And they're going to set the their understanding in the position that they say that Adam Arashon, the first man, Uh, instituted these festivals that they saw in the Roman Empire. But that's not really the point of what I wanted to explore with you today. I'm fascinated by the fact they imagine what it was like for Adam, the first man, who's created and sees that the days are getting shorter. He's created in the autumn. He sees the world every day. the, The days get shorter or the daytime hours get shorter and the nights get longer. And the Gemara records that it says that he said to himself, woe is me, perhaps because I sinned in the world, the world is becoming dark around me. And we'll return to Tohu Vavohu, that primordial chaos that began in the universe before God began to create the earth. So he's worried the world is being decreated or uncreated. And so he, because of his own deeds, he thinks it's his responsibility, something that he was in control of that's causing the world to be unformed. And so he fasts for eight days. And when he sees the solstice happen and sees that the days are getting longer again, he then says, ah, minhago shalolam, this is the way of the world. This is kind of the order of the world. It must be that the great days gradually get shorter and then they get longer again. And so he has eight days of Yontov, eight days of festival. And so then from thereafter, he celebrates eight days of 
uh, for festivities in the lead up to the solstice and then eight days afterwards. Now, this isn't the only example of anxiety that the rabbis describe. They say also that Adam Arishon wakes up the first, or is brought to life the first day and sees that the world, that the day is coming to an end, that night is falling around him. And he says, maybe uh, it's because of me, because of my sin, that the, because of something I did, the world is returning to Toho Vavohu, this primordial chaos, disorder. And this is the death sentence. So he spent all night fasting and praying and crying. So the uh, Gemara tells us, actually, it doesn't say that he prays. It says he fasted and uvoche, uh, and he cried. Kol halayla, all night. Vachava and Eve also cried opposite him, with him. The two of them sat, you know, sat there crying. And then when dawn came up, he said, Amar min olam. He said, this is min olamhu. It's the, uh, the way of the world. And so he stood and offered a sacrifice. There's a wonderful story about the sacrifice, but that will have to be for another time. Makes a sacrifice. He realizes this is the order of the world. Actually, it wasn't because of me that I did this. And I'm thinking about this text because we have Adam here who says it's because of something that he was in control of that things are happening around him. And he's anxious, he's worried, he's sad, he's distressed. And as soon as he understands that this is how the world is, his mind is put at ease. He sees it's min olamhu, it's the way of the world, and he offers a sacrifice. And it occurred to me, first of all, that we're more aware than ever of both the impact of our deeds on the, on the universe and on the world and our ability to spread diseases or not, but we're also more aware than ever of the things that happen that we can't control, that they're just minhago shalolam. And actually, when we recognize that the world continues to turn, not that we should be resigned to that existence, but perhaps we should look for those things for which we can give thanks in the world. And whether that's our friends around us or our community or contact, or even connections through social media, or wonderful things that we see that are in the news of people doing great achievements or accomplishments, or even things, small acts of kindness that we can do or that others can do. Those things, those small acts that we can either be grateful for, show gratitude for, or that we can bestow on others, become our way of re-exerting our own small sense of control in the universe, and yet recognizing that there is also a part of the world that min that is the way of the world that is out of our control, that we weren't responsible for creating, and we're not going to be responsible for changing. And actually, in terms of living well, we know the all of the advice of dealing with things like anxiety and and, uh, and depression, uh, the things that can make us more resilient, not necessarily treating the medically treating the symptoms, but the things that can help us be resilient in our mental health are things like taking time for ourselves to reflect, getting exercise, both things that we can do, being grateful for things that we do experience that are positive and also doing small acts of kindness for other people around us and reinforcing our relationships, our friendships, our connections, the human contact, even in a time of coronavirus lockdown. Those five things underpin what it means to create a resilient self. And Adam Harishon, it seems, 
is recognizing there are things that he's not in control of, and yet he offers a sacrifice, something that he can do. And notice Eve sits with him as well that first night. There's the connection, the human connection. Those are the things that we can do for ourselves to re, uh, reaffirm our own resilience and protect ourselves from the anxiety of a world that seems very chaotic and very out of our control at this time. So, I wish you a Shabbat Shalom. I wish you to take, hope you will take care of yourselves and, uh, and other people around you. And join me again next week when we will be studying the next week's Torah portion, Parashat Noah, as it happens to be. Next week's Torah portion is the story of Noah. But for now, I leave you with the story of creation, Parashat Bereshit. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you.